What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the made-to-move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up everybody this is eve with the healthy charleston podcast today we had maggie and courtney from iron wolf recovery this was a very powerful podcast If you know anybody, or maybe you yourself, uh, and most of us have at this point, unfortunately, are dealing with some sort of addiction or in a recovery process, this is the podcast for you. I mean, both of them had very powerful stories, are on a mission, and have a vision that I think can make a huge impact to this community and and honestly to our community in general. So without further ado, meet the Iron Wolf recovery team, Maggie and Courtney. What's up? How are y'all doing? Good. Good. Iron Wolf recovery in the house. Super excited. I know y'all had a recent event. I couldn't make it, unfortunately, but I heard really good things. There were some really, really cool uh pictures dane competed so yeah that was awesome he did great yeah so tell me a little bit about how this got started and then maybe each of you just take a few minutes and tell me about your background okay okay sure who wants to start um so well i feel like i should maybe talk a little bit about my background because it kind of is like how it got started start there um i'm in recovery myself and um courtney and i actually met at the l1 training and CrossFit yeah yeah, Yeah. sorry for those people who are not (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I don't know we just really hit it right off we were both there for the same reason wanting to start something in the low country that combines CrossFit and addiction recovery um, because we both recovery is part of each of our stories Mm -hmm. Um, and so we just really wanted to see that here it's in all other major cities and we're just a little little slow to it's in all other major cities, really? A lot of other major Not cities. Not all other major I cities, mean, yeah. but there's... A lot. Especially in Colorado and Nevada. Not and specifically Iron Wolf, but other programs that... Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like yeah. the Phoenix is, is a really big one. Okay. Uh, to Recovers in Salt Lake. 
like reps for recovery. Mm-hmm. Is so places that are rigid. more like naturopathic, wellness minded, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think Charleston's becoming slowly, like very slowly, and it's awesome. And people yeah. have been receptive to this, so that's like a good... yeah. Obviously, for a first event, to yeah. look at that turnout and everything. Yeah, so, so I think it's we a, were surprised. It's a sign the tides are changing. Maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can bring something into the Bible. Belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're uh, you're onto something. For yeah, sure. yeah. So. <laughs> So we, at the L1, we, we didn't know each other at all, obviously. And we, when you're standing in line, they ask you like, Hey, why are you here? And I guess both of us kind of said something similar. And the guy that was leading it, Chuck, um, who, if anybody's done an L1, probably has met him. I think he does like all of them in the region. He was like, Oh, there's somebody else here that wants to do that. I'm going to ask her if she can, if she wants to talk. <laughs> That's right. And so like the whole day we were waiting. I would, at least I was waiting to like meet this person that's doing the same sure. thing. And then they place us together at the end of the day to do the like workout together. Workout at the, what is the workout now? Do you remember what it was? It was thrusters and burpees. Yeah. Was, that's after, what it was when I went. Yeah. yeah. It was after like eight hours of like, we were at CrossFit North Charleston. It was super hot. And it's just like, not, yeah. not yeah. the best. I but, scared the heck out of yeah. that workout. Yeah. <laughs> I've been done now. Check. We both right? did it like with the bar. <laughs> and we're like, we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. But awesome. yeah, it was kind of just like, it's crazy to just run into somebody who has the exact same idea as you. Like, it feels like it was some sort of divine intervention or something. Like, it's just, I can't even fathom that we just sort of found each other and yeah. hit it off and Very serendipitous moving. for sure. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. What are the chances of, you know, of how many CFL ones there are in right. the Southeast? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally crazy. So. Yeah, so that was, I think we did the level one in June of last year. And then I, so my background is I am a neuroscientist and I graduated last year, last August. And so we met right about the time I was like going into dissertation writing. So we met, we decided it was something we wanted to do together. And then I backed out and was like, I got to kind of just like live in a hole for three months and write my dissertation and honestly that worked out because there were some (laughs) some personal things in my life and I ended up having my children Mm full-time um so obviously that takes takes the cake you know yeah um time consuming (laughs) I mean just a little bit bit. um but I I mean it it was good that we kind of put the brakes on and, Mm -hmm. and we're able just to um take a breather yeah but then we hit the ground running right after so I graduated and I took time off from everything and just focus I really spent the time like focusing on Iron Wolf um, and we just realized very quickly that you need money to start a nonprofit so <laughs> the first thing that we moved towards was we got to do a fundraiser so mm-hmm. and since I already work in the recovery world it's it's perfect because you know Courtney's able to bring in MUSCs mm-hmm. just those folks from there and I'm able to bring in the recovery and it's just um it's been it's a really cool yeah really cool match yeah so i'm just like how would you describe iron wolf recovery like if you had to kind of like so does it do kind of end to end i mean obviously i'm getting recovery getting crossfit merging these Mm -hmm. two together what does that look like yeah yeah. so So, um you had to pitch it to someone hey you should come and give me money and this is why why. (laughs) i'm sure you practice that no doubt so um basically it's an hour and a half class and the first part of the class will be a, a peer-led support group. Um, so just a topic discussion, it can be on anything. Um, and <clears throat> it's similar to the all recovery model, which is like, we just love everybody in recovery. We don't care what you're recovering from. Just come on, introduce yourself um, and let's chat. And then after that, we'll do a workout. 
And I mean, a lot of it is going to, I think, unfold organically. I mean, we're kind of using, you know, what we've seen in other programs similar to this uh, as a baseline, but certainly, you know, I think this first year, once we start classes, is going to be a lot of, you know, just kind of figuring out what works best for here. Mm-hmm. And super smart. You want to yeah. kind of dip your toe in before you're like, right? we had this and regimented this, and this is going to, because right. whatever you think is going to happen, in my experience with running a business, a nonprofit, we know different, it's going to be completely different than what you think. Right. <laughs> That's what we've been right. doing. What we've yeah. done, where you've seen what made to move has been turned yeah. around like it's changed thousands of times. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's super smart. But I think the basic will be something support you know, some sort of support group, community, and then a workout. Mm -hmm. That's basic, you know. And the thought there is, so exercise is something that, I'm sure you are well aware of this, is that it increases mood, um, it decreases anxiety, decreases depression, it increases belongingness, a sense of community, like all these really important things that I think are lost when people get deep into the throes of addiction. Um, And so we're thinking that it can help support recovery by helping to bring those things back into people's lives. And there's, you know, there's a lot of evidence for that in programs like this that work in other places, but there's also a lot of neurobiological evidence in some of the research that's coming out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, we see it all the time. We repost it probably once every month or two. There'll be some article that says like, you know, some research article that's showing like exercise mm-hmm. as a way to combat depression or yeah. anxiety yeah. and it's not just like hey this feels good in its community it's like typically a neurological thing mm-hmm. like there's actual whatever it's so true. transmitters are happening i'm trying to be too technical right but like things are but, releasing that are helping that yeah right? yes. from a biological standpoint right yeah. like a no-brainer to some of us but other people are like oh really like that seems weird like, yeah and what's what's really interesting about it without getting too technical is why we think it's really important for addiction is that addiction kind of desensitizes your reward system so things become less joyful Mm -hmm. you get less pleasure out of everything and then you need that drug reward to really kind of kind of live right Mm -hmm. um but to feel to feel something right Mm -hmm. and what exercise does is it um increases that reward system it sensitizes that reward system so things become more pleasurable so it's literally counteracting counteracting restructuring this the brain after the what has happened in drug addiction. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that runner's high. Everyone knows that right. term. Right. Right. And so, like, you know, kind of being able to extrapolate that to other workouts. Are you typically, I don't want to go too into the science, I want to know the story. <laughs> Sorry. But, like, you know, is it typically a high intensity piece, like on purpose, or is it usually more just like, general fitness or are you typically putting like you know go crossfit terms, right. like a metcon in there that's going to be a little bit tougher mm-hmm. or is it more just we'll call it a globo gym bodybuilding workout i i think it's going to be more metcon mm-hmm. um just we, <laughs> we right we, <laughs> um i think we'll need to see the yeah. first you know few weeks of class just to kind of see the turnout and see yeah. where we're at i mean we don't want to give a bunch of folks who've never touched a barbell a barbell right out the gate you know, so yeah. Um, so maybe more boot camp style, but to, mm, I think yeah. to get some of those benefits that I was talking about, like to, well, I'll stay away from neurotransmitters, but to, to get some of those <laughs> <laughs> endorphins, people did like endorphins, that. endocannabinoid yeah. system, like things yeah. like that, dopamine receptors. Yeah, um, <laughs> people have to, heard that word before. Yeah. yeah, to to work on that stuff, you need sort of moderate intensity, but you can get it from walking, jogging. But I think what's really really great about something like CrossFit or a boot camp style workout where people do things that are hard for them Mm -hmm. is it also helps build stress resilience. It helps kind of 
get you used to like I did something hard I came out of it I felt good and I was able to do it and I think that's another really really important aspect of it and I also think that it helps people bond when they do difficult things together so there's nothing like it there's nothing like it right Mm -hmm. yeah so I think we do need to we're going to keep in that intensity let's say moderate intensity Mm -hmm. at least in the beginning as people become better athletes and become more comfortable with the intensity that they started with we can Introduce they, some yeah. weightlifting things and absolutely, yeah. and they and then they can choose what path they want to go yeah. down, right? And like maybe specialize a little more if you want to do weightlifting, you can do yeah. weightlifting. And that's what I've um, I was kind of alluding to the fact that what I've seen in research, I just didn't want to assume yeah. that it needs to be high intensity. Your word moderate intensity, but something that is difficult mm-hmm. and kind of difficult and rest, difficult and rest. So it's kind yeah. of interval based, also high intensity based, and that's what usually will provide yeah. one of those. We'll go keep going runner's high kind of benefits and mm-hmm. dopamine um, needs to, the intensity needs to be really high or the duration needs to be extremely needs long to be from long. what I've seen so like yeah um, I mean it's, that's just so cool so, yeah. yeah my understanding with the runner's high is it's less intensity and it's more like persistence so if you're yeah. doing something hard for you for a prolonged amount of time that's when you start to get you know the endocannabinoids right. and stuff yeah right yeah. running for two hours is very painful <laughs> and you need when you think about it like your body is helping you through something that is saying no <laughs> <laughs> it's helping you through something no. that yeah. you need <laughs> but that is i mean i have to push through that right right and, and so that's evolutionarily it's like built into our systems like if you're a hunter-gatherer or whatever you needed to run and hunt for a long periods of time mm-hmm. why are you going to do that if these things aren't rewarding yeah so yeah, so the body's built this system. That's why I try like to merge the scientific with the logical, so like people can say, okay, logically, I'm gonna stress my body, I'm gonna get better at handling that stress, but also biologically, all these really cool things are mm-hmm. happening. And when you can align those two things, in people's world it usually can, ooh, I can make sense of it. Right. It clicks in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you won't know until you experience it, until you have really difficult workout and you're laying on the ground you look at somebody next to you and be like cool and we just bonded yes (laughs) yes but i love you yeah yes exactly i love you exactly really cool okay so maybe um you were kind of going into your background a little bit so maybe let's circle back to that and just kind of you know you're going through recovery you kind of you know had this vision this dream for a while so i'm curious you know so i was originally introduced to crossfit back in 2009 um 2010 maybe um, and but I, because of my addiction, I just could never stick with it for very long. But it that seed had been planted of community mm-hmm. and um, the style of working out, and um, I had always had these grand ideas of eventually starting some program. But at the time, you know, I wasn't thinking recovery. Um, and then probably the last I'd say year of my drug use, it was really bad. Like, I was non-functioning. I drank and drugged around the clock. Um, it Overdosing, it, it was really ugly. Oh, wow. yeah. um, and after my last drug use, my, ex, my now ex-husband said, you know, Meg, I gotta I got take the kids. Like, you, you need to go get help. Um, and after spending some time in the hospital, I went west. And I was sent to um, Heber City, Utah. And that's, I went to a 90-day inpatient, and that saved my life. I needed to be on lockdown, and what was really great is that we were offered to go to the gym six days a week, and just for, you know, an hour. Um, but, I mean, I think I, I took that first opportunity, and it was just almost like autopilot, just like, okay, 
I'm going to take this opportunity to get to the gym and just move my body. And it was literally walking on the treadmill to start with deadlifts at 50, you know, 50 pounds. Like I had really done a lot mm-hmm. of damage. Um, but slowly, you know, working my way back up and, and of course bonding with the other folks who were there, um, from the treatment facility in doing it. And, um, you know, so I moved back here and I saw things like fit to recover uh, and other programs like that out there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That would be really cool. One day, you know, if I can stay sober, right. One day, because I had relapsed so many times, it was like, what? I mean, I've lost my house, my car, my kids, everything. Like, will this be my last time? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, thank God it has been. So um, that was about three years ago. And um, came. I moved back here and instantly started actually at the Anvil, which is now closed. Um, but really bonded with Kim and Ryan. And um, it was a very small community there. And that was good for me because I was o- still very overwhelmed with people. Um, at the end of my use, you know, I, I did things that, that I wasn't proud of um, and, and had a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. So when I moved back, I still carried some of that shame with me. Um, you know, it's, I don't have it anymore today. But um, so it was good to be in a small setting. And um, I just always talked about one day doing this, one day starting something. And um, then it was, I had been talking about it and I looked online and saw that North Charleston was going to start offering the L1. I'm like, hmm, maybe this is a sign. Right. <laughs> so I had signed up for um, for a training that was in April, and because I was getting another training, um, peer support, um, it ended up conflicting with my schedule. So then I postponed to the training. That, yeah, <laughs> to the June-ish one um, where I met Courtney and and my whole thought process was um, you know really I'd like to get this certification yeah it would be great to coach but you know I mean I've got two kids like I I don't know if that coaching will fit into my life but definitely coaching for this you know specifically Mm -hmm. that hmm, you know that could really be something and um, just really hit it off from there. And you were training for this peer support too? What, I was, what yeah. So CPSS, um, so basically that is um, not, so like in 12-step support groups, you would have a sponsor, right? Um, and it's very, it's anonymous. Um, but with a CPSS, you're not a sponsor, you're basically a resource. So someone can come to me and say, hey, you know, 12-step support groups aren't working for me. What else is there in the low country? And I can assist with that. Okay. Um, I mean, with the CPSS, I believe you can go into emergency rooms and hospitals and things like that. That's not where I'm taking it, but certainly folks do. There are, are folks that ride around in police cars and go to you know overdose scenes and um, just really act as that middleman between you know either law enforcement and someone with substance use disorder or the medical community and someone with substance use disorder because mm-hmm. there's they found that communication is so much better when yeah. you've got the person that's like hey I've been there yeah. you know the link um, to the community the, right and, yeah yeah so um, that was the training that I was getting and that was a week-long intense training so yeah gotcha yeah cool. it's cool to see all those three different worlds you know yeah merge, right your own experiences you're getting training helping other people as well as 
coaching training. So yes, seems like you're pretty qualified for the task. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, you know, also in the meantime, I got my Reiki level one healing. I'm so, you know, I'm involved in energy healing. Sure. And, um, you know, I've been able to do that with my children. And so it's really just kind of branched out into all aspects of my life. All of this holistic okay. stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Whole body. And then, so we have the, for you, Courtney, we have the background of neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Well, what about like what drew you doing something based off recovery? Yeah. So my recovery story is a little bit different. I, I have never had issues like serious issues with drugs or alcohol, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but I identify as having a different type of addiction. I had a very, very serious eating disorder, um, that I had to go to inpatient rehab for multiple times, um, as a teenager. And I threw So that started for me when I was very young, um, under 10 years old, I was in elementary school when I started starving myself. And then I have always been super involved in, in sports. So I always was like a multi-sport athlete as long as I can remember. Um, and so when you're not eating, it becomes very difficult to do sports. Mm-hmm. So I somehow transitioned into bulimia, which allowed me to eat. But, you know, when I didn't need the energy immediately for sports, mm-hmm. I would purge it out in some way. Um, and that is when things got really, really out of control for me. I just like really took to that um, and it became that's all I cared about. I mean, I was just like in this cycle of of eating and then making myself sick or whatever for day after day after day to the point where I was like having a lot of health problems and doctors were saying like, you are going to die if this continues to happen. So I went into inpatient rehab. Um, and then I came out and I was in a pretty serious car accident after I kind of stabilized my mental health, mm-hmm. which if you are on bed rest, I broke my all of my lumbar spine. Um, and if you're on bed rest for a really long time, you lose a lot of weight, you don't eat a lot of food, you're on a lot of medications, I went right back into it. Mm-hmm. But this time, um, I felt like I felt like what I learned from rehab was how to be better at my eating disorder, which is mm. not great. Um, so then I, you know, I kind of went into college, but I knew how to hide it. I knew how to act like I was quote unquote normal. I knew how to keep it under the radar so I could stay sick enough but not enough for people to question question me Mm -hmm. um and so it really continued into my 20s um you know solid 10 10 year span um and so i went into college interested in mental health obviously i think a lot of people who go into research it's i heard somebody say on a podcast once that it's like most people who go into psychiatry type research are actually doing knee search Hmm. That was really funny. It makes so much sense. Yeah, it's like you're trying to figure out your own brain, right? (laughs) Or your mom's brain, or your dad's brain, or like somebody who in your family. Scratch your own itch. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that was definitely (laughs) me. I wanted to do some research, and the thing that I identified most was was addiction, Um, just like being stuck in a cycle. Um, So I started um, working in research as an undergrad, and then I went to the um, NIH after, so I moved to DC and I was working at NIAAA, which is um, the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, or it might be the other way, I always confuse it. Um, and when I was living in DC, um, well, when I was in college, somebody had told me, a friend had said, let's go to CrossFit, I feel like you would really like it, like, I feel like your personality's one that would attract, be attracted mm-hmm. to CrossFit, and she was right. But <laughs> but I was scared, like a lot of people are. So I went, um, I studied abroad in, in Europe, 
and I was living in Ireland and I went into an Irish CrossFit gym and did it a couple times and I really liked it but then for some reason in my mind like American American CrossFit was too scary so I put it off and then when I moved to DC um, I walked by this CrossFit gym almost every day on the way to work and I was like all right it's like calling me so I went in I did foundations there and I just like loved it immediately and at this point I was still I was still pretty sick I mean I was I was starting to to transition into not hiding it well anymore like it was kind of getting beyond me um and right around the time I went into the CrossFit gym and I CrossFit is because it's so high intensity and you need nutrients and whatnot to really do well um I started to find myself wanting to be healthier so that I could just go to these workouts and like be okay so that sort of pushed me into following this path and then I found that the people there were so welcoming and they didn't care what I looked like and they didn't care how much I did and how much I could weight lift. Like it was just like, a, it was like an escape for me. Um, and that just set me on a path of like, of healing really. I mean, I just really turned my life around and I really started to figure out how to be healthy. And you know, it didn't take right away. Like you know, we go in and out of being healthy and going back to our poor coping skills. But um, I really credit that as like what turned me around. So you know, fast forward, I go to grad school for um, addiction neuroscience, um, and I'm just kind of finding that like this isn't what I want. Um, there's a huge emphasis on on medications and medica- finding medications that help with addiction and. You know, I think that they can be super helpful. I think medications can be good for people for certain things, but I was getting really frustrated with the fact that there wasn't, I didn't feel like there was openness to some of these other alternative Alternative. pathways, Mm -hmm. um, or at least combining them. And some, again, some people certainly do do that, but the, the general feeling is let's find medications to treat this. And I mean, if you are somebody who, you know, opiate use disorder is a big thing. If you're already somebody who's chained to a methadone clinic because you, or you, you know, came to addiction through medication, I don't think throwing more medication on there is going to make it. I would agree. It's going to fix <laughs> no. anything. You know? I, need, I needed life skills. Yeah. I needed to learn how to get in the shower in the morning exactly. and not manipulate someone. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I needed those life skills. Yeah. And, and so I, as I started to get moved towards graduation, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I kept coming back to, like, I love being in a gym. A gym changed my life, like, in ways that I don't really talk about with other people. But, like, if I hadn't walked into that CrossFit gym, would I still be alive? I mean, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I had been told many times it wouldn't make it past 25. So um, I, I just sort of gravitated towards, you know, I think I want to build something that combines... I, I was going towards mental health or any type of addiction recovery, but recovery with... CrossFit or working out or community or a place of acceptance where people can talk about what they have dealt with. That was another piece for me is I, a lot of what I went through was completely on my own. I kept it, I kept it quiet. Addiction so isolating. Yeah, it's isolating. And I, you know, I had a lot of relationships, but they felt empty because there was this huge piece of me that was just a secret. And so, um, and I felt like the people I was most open with were those in CrossFit gyms. Um, and so I really wanted to create a place where like people can walk in and they don't feel like they have to have any secrets. Like I feel like that's really important. Um, and so again, I signed up for that level one and I just happened to meet Maggie and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. And we both have really 
really cool CrossFit communities. Mm-hmm. We do, yeah. Sacred Pine, and that's just a really loving group. Um, and Loco is the same way. Yeah, I Loco mean, I walked, in, I walked in there once, and I'm like, wow, everybody's just so nice. Like, mm-hmm. I want to come back. You know, yeah. I want to come back. And I think that's really what we want to offer is just, we just want you to keep coming back. Just, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people feel alone and kind of helpless in their stories. And I think the the overall goal here is just to create a place where they don't. Yeah. You know, learn you how can... to show up and learn who you are and yeah. your sober identity or mm-hmm. um, get, I mean, you know, my, my daughter CrossFits now. I mean, I've been able to offer that for healing for her and mm-hmm. um you know so yeah. I, I think you know it's something that we can show our kids too and that's something else that I just real it's good stuff yeah stuff. no it's it's so cool what you said mm-hmm. as far as like you found this is what resonated with me you found a community where you kind of like didn't feel judged and mm-hmm. you place where you could feel like you could be as honest as you were able to probably be at the time and mm-hmm. then if you can find that I feel like in one community you can start to again extrapolate that Absolutely. to kind of like everywhere like okay like I can in baby steps Absolutely. here's this like place of you know protection or whatever is this bubble and you can really okay cool I can do it in this bubble you know and there's new people coming in mm-hmm. there there's coaches mm-hmm. and there's you know uh things that are tough going on during there and like yeah. okay what can I do on a bigger scale on a bigger scale mm-hmm. kind of using that as your anchor point yeah and um, we've certainly taken those baby steps <laughs> I mean you know yeah. each yeah. of us in our own stories have taken those baby mm-hmm. steps for sure yeah, no, I think it's so powerful. I mean, a big part of this podcast, more from an orthopedic standpoint, but now it's I'm, I'm obviously uh, doing more mental health side of things is, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of becoming reliant on medications and becoming reliant yeah. on um, things that are out of our control, so to speak, as opposed to like focusing on the things that we can control mm-hmm. and life skills, as you put it, which is a great way to put it, like yeah. learning life skills of how I can adapt to stress in a positive way and how I can, you know, create... Uh, more opportunity for myself by learning and doing more and like how do I do that as opposed to becoming reliant on a, yeah. on a medication or a surgery or a pill right. or yeah. um, you know it's just and it's cool to see things finally starting to go that way which again yeah, it's so cool every month it seems to be you're just hearing more and more and so mm-hmm. you know we're like okay I can do more things like I still want to see a world where you know exercise CrossFit or whatever uh, any version of that is being prescribed at yeah. the same rate that opioids are described. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. why is so that true. not happening, right? Or, or life skills being prescribed or like, you know, peer yeah. groups or whatever. Like, those should be just as common as a uh, prescription, if arguably not more common. I tell you, at the things. end of my use, I was using, because my doctors were my drug dealers, I was using this whole, oh, I'm in recovery. You can trust me with this prescription. I mean, and I still got prescriptions written. I mean, today I have it said... You need it on the top of my chart. Do not prescribe her anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it is. They are. It's overprescribed and it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in, in general, we all need to be, as a medical community and a society, we need to be preventative and not reactive. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. And that's medication in most cases is reactive. Right. And do we even need it if we put some of this other stuff in place first? You'd be amazed at how the anxiety and the depression goes away when you put the drugs down. I mean, right. not that it goes away completely. I mean, everybody's different, but you'd be amazed at the difference, right? Mm-hmm. When we start stop using. Yeah, you know, and, and with a lot of things, like if you just go outside and you know take a walk in the sun for thirty minutes every day, mm-hmm. like 
yeah. hmm, does your back pain feel a little bit better? Like, I'm, you know, there is... Meditation is yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. And, and like chronic pain is absolutely a problem. But I think there are a lot of things that can lessen that. And I also think that strengthening people in general, mentally, physically, emotionally, will help us deal with, like, pain yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pain's yeah. that big buzzword, right? We just don't know enough about it. Right both in the biological sense and, you know, mental and emotional mm-hmm. sense to treat it effectively. Yeah. And we're kind of figuring out that, you know, they're doing studies now, just use the walk example, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can throw a lot of medications at somebody who's got back pain, um, or you can send them on walks, and, like, literally, their people doing walks are typically doing better, if not exactly the same yeah. as sending on medication. So why would you give somebody something with all these possible side effects yeah. where... I don't think there's a lot of side effects to going out for a walk. You know, I don't maybe, think, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. None. Or you could trip, maybe. Yeah, you could <laughs> scrape your knee. Exactly. Get a little sun. A little you could start sun. raining yeah. or something. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just changing mindsets in general. I think that if we use pain as an example, if you teach people where pain comes from and that it's like something that happens in your body, it's a response, why it's happening. Um, and they can control that to some degree. I think that it's been shown in studies, I think MUSC does this, where it lessens people's pain, and I think that that's true mentally and emotionally too. Like, if you can teach people how to be resilient to stress, how to deal with stress, how when things get hard in life, like how to how to even talk about stress as something that's good and adaptive, um, it, can, it can change their whole life. Like it does, it's just talking about how we can make things make sense to them instead of just life is coming at me and I am helpless. Yeah. Yeah. We had this uh, mission statement that we created. We had like a year retreat where all of us kind of went to a cabin and tried to figure some things out. And like what we came <laughs> to, um, came to a conclusion about was that, I mean, a, that we're super community driven and that there was like two focuses and it was education. Like yeah. I just said, and like empowerment, like if you do those two things, you can like heal almost any injury. I, you know, I totally kind of agree with that. I really which, do. Which is yeah. crazy, but it's true. Like the body does a really good job of like the body is figuring amazing. it out. So yes. like, why do we need to, you know, put all these? I mean, again, to your point, there might be a time and place where that's needed to get right. over the edge. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. But like immediately, the goal should be to get somebody off of that almost immediately. So like, yeah. what's the plan? Right? right. To immediately get off. Of that. Okay, it's necessary, um, but. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see medication. That should it, be the rule. This was the exception. Yeah. yeah, I I personally think for most people, medication is kind of a stabilizer. So like like if you take for depression for example, like maybe you can't get out of bed. Like how are you going to do some of this stuff if you feel so bad you can't yeah, get out of bed? Yeah. So maybe we take medication to help you get out of bed, and then we can start to initiate some of this other stuff to to change the overall, overall. picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just handing somebody a pill, maybe now they can get out of bed, but it sucks to get out of bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to bed because nothing else got better, right? Right. Yeah. So it's they, yeah. they can go hand in hand, but yeah, multi pronged approach. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah. This one thing is going to be a cure-all. medication is not a cure all. Yeah. Cool. So when we talk about Iron Wolf recovery and kind of what it looks like in the future, right now they're hour and a half classes, mm-hmm. some talking, some sharing, community <laughs> stuff, and some and a workout, right? Yes. And it's just once a week. Anybody can kind of come, or like, what does that look like? For now, it's yeah. once a week. Yes, yeah, so we're going to okay. start with one class once a week. We're starting at Locomotion Fitness mm-hmm. in North, uh, North Carolina, <laughs> in North Charleston. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to start a class in Somerville at Sacred Pine. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, our goal is to branch out. We'd like to offer this class at really, I mean, whatever. Any, downtown, any, DI, like every, yeah. anywhere. All the gyms. All, all the, the gyms. gyms. Yeah. We want this class in all the gyms. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's donation based so if you've got five bucks great if you don't don't let that keep you from mm -hmm. coming and yeah anybody can come yeah anyone can come any yeah. addiction and any... right so so I think our, our main focus is substance use um, but it's really open to all recovery um, and I think one place that I personally would like to take it is eventually we'll have friends and family as well because addiction mm. is a family oh my disease. Gosh, yes. mm -hmm. um, I mean, we have big ideas. We got big ideas. <laughs> There's only two people who don't have enough time. Baby steps. Yeah. yeah, we've got job jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day this could be your job job. This yeah. one day it will. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm quite confident. Yeah. yeah, but for now we're starting once a week, a uh, 90 minute class, and um, it's open to anybody. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I still have this vision in my brain, and I'm slowly working towards it, of where you can have a place that's a, you know, a gym and a medical facility where you could treat almost anything, right? Whether it's orthopedic, mental health. That's, like, I it's hope we're moving place. in that direction. I, I do. You know I hope I mean? so, like, too. Yeah. Why? I, it just makes sense. Like, you know, even for somebody who may not be battling with addiction on a very severe level, but on a small level, like, give yeah. them a place where they can address all those things in one yes. place, you know? Um, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today cool. if I didn't have that addiction piece, but I just look back and I'm like, wow, had somebody had a place like that when I was first prescribed medication at five, like at five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it was at yeah. a young age that it was learned. And I think for so many folks, it's yeah. learned that I need to take something outside of myself mm -hmm. in order to be okay. And so I do hope that we're moving in that direction, and I do hope that, that that'll be the case one day. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I want to be part of that change, too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think we are moving in that direction. I feel like a lot of the cutting-edge stuff is coming out of gyms. I mean, honestly. Like, awesome. <laughs> I love to hear that. I, yeah. Do you feel like that? I mean, I feel 100%. like... 100%. Yeah. 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 I mean, more people are, are seeking those things out. I mean, it's, it's a testament. We wouldn't be where we are today with the growth that we've had over the past four years without yeah. that change. Yeah. We're not... A traditional medical model. No, know. it was really cool hearing about, you know, a little bit more about you guys. Yeah, yeah. So trying to, you know, debunk a lot of that stuff and say, you know, maybe you don't need surgery, maybe you don't need medication. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sure that's a little bit of education, a little bit of empowerment, and maybe some exercises to kind of help some things out. And yeah. Some it's sunlight. amazing what you can accomplish. We're all plants. Yeah. We just need sunlight and water. And yeah. <laughs> like a little that. bit of care. Yeah. Oh, I need an infographic that has that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, this, is, this was a... Uh, this is really cool. So, what? Last question. When mm -hmm. you when you look at it, and I know it's hard to like forecast, but it's always fun to do this, especially with new businesses. When you look at like five years from now, like, you know, three years from now, you know, where do you see Iron Wolf Recovery kind of going? You know what yeah. I mean? Like multiple classes. Do you just yeah. like, you know, having more resources kind mm -hmm. of available? I would definitely say more classes and in more locations, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily just in the low country. Maybe we expand um, and to have that piece, the, you know, nutrition, mm -hmm. um, family, mm -hmm. family support, um, just, yeah. Yeah. And I think a couple of things that I, in an ideal world, I would like to touch on some of the, the topics that I've always really been interested in. So comorbid stuff so if we could have mm -hmm. specific classes for people who have PTSD and addiction you know like target vets who need a yeah. community or we could have really women specific classes because which that's just you know that has childcare mm -hmm. readily available just like really target and make these create very specific groups so it's easier to help people bond um, and then they can move into the, like the larger community once they've found some like meaningful connections with people they feel like are dealing with some very specific things that are the same. 
we want to take over the world <laughs> and give them a big hug and yeah. tell them it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, what <laughs> that's all I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But yeah, you've got to have a big vision like that. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we want to expand. I mean, South Carolina, then we're going to North Carolina, yeah. we're going to Georgia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm already saying it. I'm already yeah. expanding. That's right. <laughs> hey, put it out there, right? The is already yeah. working on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So if people want to come to a class, they can come right now. Give me like date and time, how they get in touch with you. Give me all the information if somebody wants. Ooh, this sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? How do I find you? Those types of things. May 2nd is our first class. Okay. It will be at Locomotion. Mm-hmm. 3 to 4.30. 3, yep. 3 to 4.30. Um, that'll be our first class. And then we'll, it's going to stay, most likely if that time works for everybody, we'll stay 3.30 on Saturday at Locomotion and then build out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with us, I feel like we're most active on Facebook. Yeah, we're it's, super active on yeah. social media platforms. So it's Iron Wolf way. Recovery CHS is our Facebook page. Um, Iron Wolf Recovery is Instagram. And then our website is www.ironwolfrecovery.org. And What's with the Iron Wolf, by the way? Oh, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I personally, wolves have been something that's like really important to me. I have dogs that look like wolves. I only like up-eared dogs. Yeah. Um, and I just, the symbol of the wolf has just been something that like I hold really closely. And I feel like you've also felt like that. Yeah. So where I went to treatment was very much a Native American community. And so the wolf and uh, the wolf was, was very special. Um, so in my very beginning steps into recovery, um, the wolf was just yeah. a really powerful, powerful uh, symbol. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. what's been really interesting is a lot of the people that we've interacted with um, since starting this have had some sort of like seen a wolf recently, mm-hmm. have a wolf tattoo on them. I mean, I'm sure wolf tattoo- tattoos are like pretty common, but yeah, everyone yeah, we seem to pull into this business has a wolf tattoo. Right. <laughs> so we're like, okay, meant to be. Yeah. It's yeah. True. So yeah, cool. it's just something that means something to us. Awesome. I want to share it with other people. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal